Hi folks, you're listening to Inherited, a sound-rich, solutions-focused youth storytelling podcast about the climate crisis. I'm Shaylin Martos, your season three host. In episode five, Reese Watmore introduced us to an innovative future world and beyond the Anthropomass. One wherein humankind and Earth's natural resources and organisms work in tandem. A world where our raincoats are made of macroalgae, where bacteria heals cracks in the sidewalk, where our screens are bioluminescent. I met with Reese as production went into the so-called hurry-up phase, the busy period somewhere after reporting and scripting but before tracking and sound design. I wanted to know how she got into audio from engineering and why she chose to create a soundscape for her piece. Here's Reese Whatmore. Hi, my name is Reese. I use she, they pronouns, and I'm a student. I am currently studying in university and I study material science and engineering, but I honestly really like the term student in general. Um, I think I'm learning a lot about both the technical side of engineering and just life right now. So you and I are chatting as your episode is going through like those rough edits. We're still waiting to finalize and and track and sound design. So I'd like to know what you've learned so far through this process and what are you hoping for as we finish up your story? I think I've been really inspired through this process. I definitely had a strong vision coming into the episode on the message I wanted to get across and I think that a lot of climate change is really sad to hear about and there's a lot of negativity and I had this vision of positivity and like a hope for the future that I wanted to bring but I think sometimes that's almost scary to have that idea because like what if the hope isn't there like what if I don't find those solutions that I am thinking or what if I can't get that positivity so I think that I was nervous about that going in that this vision wouldn't come to life but I've been really inspired by everything that I've learned. And I think I've been comforted and excited by all the technologies I've learned about, all the people I've interviewed. In terms of learning, I've learned that that positivity does exist and that there is that hope for the future. And we're moving forward. I'm really excited for sound design. I think that my story lives in kind of this future world. And I think that through the medium of sound, you can really bring the imagination to life. Wonderful. Ah, wonderful. What I find so interesting about your piece, Reese, is that a lot of our storytellers are talking about solutions on a mass scale, you know, talking about corporations, talking about organizing, talking about, you know, um, natural disasters and government response. And while your story addresses many aspects of the anthropomass, you're taking us down to like a cellular scale almost. So what is it like to to focus on these proteins and algae and biomatter? They're so small, but at the same time, they're so expansive. Yeah, I think that that's why I chose material science because Mm. everything around you is made of materials. And I think that sometimes we forget that. I've always been really passionate about sustainability and combating climate change and all of that. And when I was trying to decide what to study, I was really moved by the potential to change the physical things in front of us and the impact that that could have on so many scales. And in a lot of my classes, we learn down to atomic arrangements. We're looking at geometry of atoms and you can get so 
deep into this microscopic scale. And then all of a sudden you look back and you're like, wow, that is what we're seeing. And I think it's very poetic almost that we can alter a protein, for example, and have that impact a whole industry. I see in your piece this beautiful blending of material science with narrative storytelling. And honestly, like listening to your rough edit, it sounds like the Matrix to me. It sounds like a video game. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about that, like like balancing STEM with audio journalism and podcasting? I grew up listening to a lot of those science podcasts. But, <laughs> and I've always loved the way that audio can bring these scientific concepts to life in a way that you can't see these things, right? You can't see atoms and we can't see the cells of algae. So even if we draw a picture, it it kind of loses something in a way versus if we have it through audio, we can imagine it in a way that makes sense to us, mm -hmm. right? And I think that allows us to connect and understand these technologies in a very unique way because it's not necessarily about all of the nitty picky technical terms. It's about the ideas. And I think that audio enables everyone to relate to those ideas and understand technology in their own way. These ideas, when you're reading a paper, it can seem boring, but then as soon as you have the sound and the, the whole imagination comes to life, I think it just gains a whole new like creativity. While change may not happen overnight, the movement for a more just society is gaining momentum. Tune in to Crooked Media's Pod Save the People, where every week you can learn about the stories that are impacting communities of color from people of color. With hosts DeRay McKesson, Kaya Henderson, Miles Johnson, and Diara Ballinger, Pod Save the People gives an exciting blend of politics, culture, and social issues all in one place. From book censorship to discussing Beyonce's impact on society, Tune in to Pod Save the People every Wednesday on your favorite podcast platform. If someone told you to jump off a cliff, would you do it? No. But there is something to be said about leaping into the unknown. That's what our podcast, Outside In, is all about. It's a safer way to explore all the weird, wonderful, and uncomfortable questions you have about the natural world. Like, what's it like to decompose? All of the germs and bacteria is saying, okay, baby, we got to get rid of this person. Or why the hell do we have lawns? Who the hell needs five acres of ornamental grass? I'm Nate Hedgie, host of Outside In, a podcast where curiosity and the natural world collide. Sometimes it's serious, sometimes it's ridiculous, but it's always a wild journey. Oh. That's outside slash in from New Hampshire Public Radio. If you could pluck one thing for you personally, like one of the, the technologies that you talk about in your piece, like whether that be the raincoat or like anything like that, if you could just pluck one of those and get that for yourself right now, which would you choose? I've had a lot of experience in away with more of these like algae-based bioplastic materials. I think that I've actually experimented myself with making some, oh, which is really fun. Yeah. And um, actually the lab I work in right now, I work with hydrogels 
from my internship and some of them are from seaweed derived materials. So I think that those bioplastics are super interesting, but mm-hmm. I think that the OLED screen, that's something that I've never seen. Yeah. And I think that I would love to just peel back the layers of that. And I would love to have one in front of me and look at it like a screen yeah. and then look at it under a microscope, <laughs> an optical <laughs> microscope, and then like a SEM imaging microscope and just go deeper and deeper and deeper until you get to the proteins. I think that'd be super fun. And yeah. I think that's what I would love to have. Yeah. I think that that OLED screen thing is super, super cool. Mm-hmm. And of course, like imagining, you know, looking into that, there's so much that goes into it and so many difficulties that scientists can run into. For yourself, what were some of the difficulties that you encountered reporting this story? So I had a really hard time, especially at first, finding people to talk to. The field of biomaterials and synthetic biology and all this is such a booming field right now. And it's so important Mm -hmm. and so relevant that everyone working in it, especially at a successful level, is so busy. Yeah. I think the second nicer answer, I guess, would be, (laughs) I think that putting together a storyline was a little bit difficult because I think that a lot of these technologies don't interact in an immediate way. Mm. I really wanted to have a diversity in scale. I really wanted to make sure I was talking about something that went down to proteins and then something that went up to macroscopic buildings. Mm -hmm. That was really important to me. Um, and then it becomes a question of how do you connect all of these? Because I I know in my head, I see the world, right? I see the vision, but it's how do you take someone through that vision? How do you take what's in your head and that kind of exists in this like obscure imagination and make it a storyline that you can guide someone through? I think that was a really difficult part of the process as well. Yeah. What kind of learning from that, what advice would you give to other young storytellers, climate storytellers in particular? I don't know if this is necessarily advice or just perspective to share is something that is really close to my heart in this story is the positive side of fighting for sustainability. I think that it's so easy to get caught in the negative negativity surrounding the space and it's so easy to fall into a really negative and desperate mindset. Mm-hmm. But I think that the whole movement has created so many incredible things and there are so many incredible people that remembering that and seeing that I think is really inspiring. And I want everyone who's listening and listens to my story to feel hopeful for the future because I think that that's one of the really incredible things about material science and about physical things is that Mm -hmm. when you have a physical thing that is more sustainable, that is offering a future that we need and a future that we, I believe we will have, it is possible. It is a concrete thing. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Cause this is like inherited is solutions based, right? It's about climate advocacy. So it's just really nice to hear that there is that hope. Is this your first, like, journalistic piece? Yes. Wow. How does that feel? It's really exciting to me. I think that people of my age aren't often given the opportunity to have an audience that will listen. 
So I think that it feels really empowering and really, yeah, just a really special opportunity to get to share something that I'm really passionate about and that I think other people will be excited by as well. Thank you for joining us for this bonus episode. Season three of Inherited continues Wednesdays, wherever you get your podcasts. And next week, storyteller Radu Stokitsa shares how green consumerism and reliance on plastic clashes with the traditions of recycling and waste reduction in Romania. Inherited is brought to you by YR Media, a national network of young journalists and artists creating content for this generation. We're distributed by Critical Frequency, a podcast network founded by women journalists. For more information about our show, team, and storytellers, visit our website at yr.media slash inherited. See you next week.